Welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money, whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. Hi, this is Charles Kelly. How, how are you doing this week? Hope you're having a good week. We're into the weekend soon, so happy weekend to everybody. Well, today the big question is, will there be a property price crash in 2021? That's got to be the $64,000 question. It's a question on everybody's mind. Will the stock market crash? Will the property market crash? They're both at an all-time high in the US and, and in the UK, and we don't know what's going to happen next year. So what is the outlook for property in the, in the next 12 months? Well, let's, let's look at the key points. Uh, property prices are, as I said, at an all-time high. Uh, they've carried on growing through, through this lockdown and the pandemic. Uh, but is that just due to pent-up demand? Is it due to the stamp duty holiday um, that, that will end next March? Uh, possibly. Uh, we, we, you know, and I, I think it's definitely in part due to the low amount of properties actually going on in the market which means people are holding back from selling because they're perhaps not getting the price they want. There's certainly a lot of prices, a lot of properties that have been on the market for quite a while. And when you talk to the agent, you say, well, look, this property has been on the market since 2018 or 19. And they say, well, that's what the vendor wants to do. They don't want to sell it at that low price. So there are lots of factors affecting things. Uh, but on the other hand, you know, we're in the worst recession, the biggest economic decline for 300 years. In fact, since 1709, that the great frost in London, when you know everything froze and then and the, the economy went down, and, and the government has borrowed more in real terms than it has since the Second World War. So th there's a lot of economic factors there that point to uh, bad news in the property and the stock market. Now, some people you go on, on onto YouTube and various webinars and they say, don't worry, property prices are going to go up next year. Um, some are saying they'll, they'll remain level. Others are saying there's going to be an almighty crash and wait for the, the big bonanza. I don't know. It's probably somewhere in between. Key points to remember is that the government is pumping literally billions and if not trillions into the economies of, of the US, Europe and, and the UK. There's massive fiscal stimulus of money going into the economy. And that usually inflates the price of assets such as the shares and stock market, which is happening, and property, which is happening. And it happened after 2008. If you think of when, when the market was low, uh, this stimulus now is even bigger than 2008. The government borrowing is even bigger. And I've, I've, I've done previous uh, articles and podcasts on the government borrowing that will reach nearly 400 billion this year alone. And the national debt will be in the region of two trillion or is in the region of two trillion right now. So that could point to an inflation of assets, uh, possibly because the pound and the dollar will be devalued by this printing of money if, in effect. And that will usually pour money into assets such as property shares and, and gold. Uh, so that, that could affect things. However, property has been on the 12 year bull run since 2008 and prices are an all time high. They're already starting to slip in, in the cities like London 
Uh, so does that point to something? Does that mean, you know, we're, we're, we're at the edge of a, a peak and it, it can only go down? Well, possibly, again, possibly. An OBR report recently said that, uh, I don't know if you can read this, house prices to fall as council tax jumps. Uh, the government uh, this week announced that there's a series of packages uh, to, to stave off the crisis and to pay for all of this this 300 billion borrowing this year, they're going to have to do things like increased tax, uh, possibly more taxes for landlords. We've already had anti-landlord uh, legislation already. So this could be further uh, taxes on landlords, increases in capital gains tax, for instance. But definitely council taxes will go up. They've given council permission to, to increase council tax by up to 5%. So that's money being sucked out of the economy. And the OBR, the Office for Budget Responsibility, thinks prices will go down by uh, 8% uh, in, in, in the next year. But uh, they will recover in 2022. Uh, as a result, by 2025, the cost of an average home will be 17% lower than predicted at, at the time. Uh, so, that, that's that's the Office of Budget Responsibility who've looked at this and they're looking at, you know, the banks are looking at this as well. You know, the banks are holding back on lending at the moment, despite the fact that there is a government 5% deposit scheme. You know, many brokers are telling me that most lenders are not on board with that. They want a 15% deposit minimum uh, and, and they, they want sometimes more than that in order to get a mortgage at the moment. So massive amounts of money gone into the banks as, as usual, but not much is coming out because the banks are obviously nervous about things like this, things like the Office of Budget Responsibility saying that prices will fall in, in the next year. And, you know, they're perhaps even more worried that there could be more of a, a fall or a crash. Now, 8% is not what I would call a crash. It's more of a correction. Uh, a crash would be more like 20 or 30%. And same in the stock market. But uh, I, my, my own view is that things are a bit overpriced. Um, the, the economic factors of unemployment will, will kick in in the next year. Yeah, sure. Things might come back to normal. Eventually, they will come back to normal. But we're, we're still going to see a lot of people out of work, possibly permanently out of work. A lot of businesses are closing down that may not come back. A uh, lot, lot of businesses in the catering market probably won't come back. Pubs might not come back. So we're going to see an increase in unemployment. I've already said that this week that unemployment will reach 7.5% or over 2 million next year. So in that respect, it seems odd that property market should still be going up. Now, in reality, nobody knows the real answer. I can only give you the facts, but I've seen analysis on both sides presenting similar facts, but coming to different conclusions. Some are saying, well, here are the facts. Property prices are going to go down. Uh, by next spring. Stock markets are going to go down by next spring. Other reports I get, like newsletters and that sort of thing, uh, say, here are the facts. Sh shares are going to go up. Get into shares or get into property now. has never been a better time. So who knows? We'll, we shall have to see. I, I think the market also in the, in the UK is very fragmented. You've got places up north that haven't moved much since the last financial crisis, let alone this one. Uh, so they're not likely to boom. On the other hand, the government is pumping a lot of money into to stimulating the economy in the northeast, including uh, green energy plants and that sort of thing. So that could could pick pick things up in the northeast. But there are other parts of the country in the north and even parts of the Midlands where prices don't move very much at all. So I, I wouldn't particularly recommend going in and buying 
properties in those areas if you're looking for capital growth. Yes, you can get income, you can get good yields, you can get 10% yields on these properties, fine, but you're not going to get much capital growth in the long run. As I said, property prices in London have slowed, they're definitely falling, asking prices are coming down, and agents are saying that things are slowly moving a lot slower than they were in the summer. Now, this could be that the, the stamp duty holiday is due to end in March, although it could be extended, we don't know, and it's getting to the point where you know, if you're trying to buy now, you're almost you could run out of time by by the end of March before the stamp duty holiday comes to an end. Will the government extend it? I I don't know. Uh, we we shall have to see. It must be costing a lot of money, uh, but every government wants to see a healthy uh, property market. It's just part of the economy, isn't it? Um, other factors to take into account is the fact that some people are not able to afford their mortgages, but they're given these sort of holidays and and they're not able to pay it. Tenants are in the same position. Uh, you can't remove a tenant for six months at the moment. So even though they're not paying, the landlord still has to pay their mortgage and, and the tenant is in arrears. And at the end of six months, they could just walk away. Uh, so that could affect things. You know, when when the, the schemes to help people like the, the furlough scheme, the job support scheme and, and other schemes come to an end, will the stuff hit the fan at that point? We don't know. Maybe we're just sort of uh, at the moment holding back the tide, as it were. And, and that's got to burst through the walls eventually. So we shall see. Uh, we know that the, the stimulus is in, in one hand, it's created a bubble, isn't it, which could burst. But on the other hand, it, it's, it's holding back disaster and the government will hope that it can ease its way through that. But there's going to be some pain down the road, and I, I'm sure. But the market uh, could go one way or the other. I'm sorry to come to that conclusion, but it, but it's true. I think prices will fall in some areas. They will go up in other areas. It, it's certainly going to be a flat market. I wouldn't say this is the time where you'd want to sort of buy and flip. Um, I, I, I also wouldn't say this. I mean, everyone I know is buying properties and turning them into HMOs. Yet in some areas, we're seeing a saturation of HMOs in some areas. One area where there is opportunity is still in, in the commercial field, where you know a lot of offices may be closed down permanently, uh, although other people argue that that's not the case, that, that people will go back to work in offices. But we could see more offices come on the market uh, and and with permitted development rights. And, and that is certainly a moneymaker for people. It has been in the past uh, to turn those offices into flats. Uh, but, you know, we, we, we shall have to see. There's certainly opportunities in the commercial market. And perhaps the time now is just to wait and see what happens and, until next year. I'm certainly waiting. I'm not wading my money into property at the moment or shares. I'm I'm kind of waiting to see. That's the best uh, tip I can give, although I'm not your financial advisor, of course. But for me, that's the best thing I can do is to wait and see what happens in the new year and in the in the first quarter of next year and see how things go after some of these schemes come to an end. Now, in other news, uh, Philip Green, famous old Sir Philip Green, his company Arcada, Arcadia, uh, is is about to go into administration or go bust. And uh, this is, the, of course, the controversial figure that uh, bought another company many, many years ago. I think something like 20 years ago, he bought BHS, which is an alien uh, old-fashioned retailer. And he turned it around and then pulled out something like $5 billion in uh, dividends, on which he paid no tax because the dividends went to his wife, who was a permanent resident in Monaco. And I think he did a similar thing with Arc. And oh, of course, then what happened, uh, the company then uh, went into administration, was sold for a pound. 
but it had a £500 million black hole deficit in the pension fund. And the government kind of forced Philip Green to stump up £360 million to make up some of that pension deficit. And he later, I think he later bought, no, this is this is Arcadia now. He bought Arcadia, turned that around. He's, he's apparently drawn £12 billion in dividends from that, again, in his wife's name. Um, and uh, th this company also was in trouble uh, a little while ago. They had a restructuring. And uh, he's been involved in some fairly, you know, dodgy arrangement, dodgy deals. But you have to admit he's a clever businessman uh, because he's turned companies around. Uh, he's made billions. He's not going to go personally broke, is he? He's sitting now in Monaco and the news said he's not answering his phone. Well, that's a surprise. But he's sitting in Monaco, sitting on his billions with his yachts and his properties and everything. Uh, he's not going to personally lose out, is he? And this is what I covered in previous episodes. Uh, some businesses are set up so that you could personally go bankrupt and lose your house and lose everything. Other more clever businesses are set up in a way with limited liability where even if the business goes bust, the business goes into administration, they're not personally liable in terms of uh, personal liabilities and, and personal guarantees. So he won't go bust, but the business may do. They're talking to um, administrators may come in next week and and buy this business uh, because the, the, the assets within Arcadia, like Topshop, Evans, Dorothy Perkins, uh, Burton's, are worth something. They're, they're very old names. And Topshop was a, a real winner in the in the fashion business, wasn't it? It was always packed in that Oxford Circus branch. They're all over the country. They've got a very good online sales market as well. Uh, they're very well known for that. You can order stuff online, go and pick it up in the shops, etc. So the business is still worth something, but it's laden with debt. Now, someone else who is also one of these corporate raider types is Mike Ashley, uh, Sports Direct, right? Um, Sports Direct, yeah. And, and he... Um, uh, is waiting in the wings to pick up these assets, either from Mike Ashley, who's a rival of his. He's another billionaire. And he may just buy it from the administrator at a knockdown price and just walk away with very cheap assets. We'll have to see. But it shows you that buying businesses and restructuring them is like a classic BRR deal. You know, a BRR in property, buy, uh, refurbish and refinance, where you buy, do it up, refinance to get all your money out or most of your money out. Well, in a way, that's what Philip Green's done. He's bought these businesses. He's done them up by refurbishing them, getting them you know, spruced up again, uh, turning them around. And then he's got all his money out in, in, in spades. He's got billions out and it maybe not even been his own money that he put in in the first place. And, and that's something you think, well, you know, to do that in business, you know, you can become a billionaire or certainly a, a hundredaire or a, a, a deca millionaire. Uh, pretty fast and more or less overnight, but it would take a lot of property deals to become a billionaire. It would take a lot of property deals to do what Mike Ashley and uh, Philip Green has done. And that brings me on to a, I, I know you've probably been hit with a lot of Black Friday deals over this weekend, but this is not a Black Friday deal. It's just a straightforward free webinar that you can attend next week. It's called Business Buying Opportunity. And it shows you that uh, a, a guy that I've met, Jonathan Jay, very clever guy who's bought businesses this in, in during the lockdown. He's bought six businesses uh, with no face-to-face -face meeting, and he would he will earn from those businesses three million pounds. And this this webinar, which is free uh, next week, ten strategies and tactics that have changed as a result of lockdown. Uh, three compelling business reasons why you should buy a business now, 
uh, why a number of businesses coming onto the market over the next 12 months will triple in value. So, so that's, 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 you know, you've got nothing to lose there. It's not a Black Friday offer saying we, you know, jump in and we'll get, you give you a 10% discount. This is a free webinar. So click on the link below, you'll see, and you can find out how you could, you know, do buy and sell businesses like Philip Green is doing, like uh, Mike Ashley has done, like Sir James Goldsmith, Zach Goldsmith's father did many, many years ago. Uh, this, this is, not a new strategy, but it's a strategy that not many people know about and not many people really think that they can get involved in it because they think, well, I couldn't buy a million pound business. I couldn't buy, you know, a billion pound business, but people do it. People pick up businesses for a pound every day of the week. So listen to that uh, and, and have a look at that webinar on the link below. And if you can't find it, just email me and, and I'll put you in touch with the people running that 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 free webinar. So thanks for listening. Have a, have a great weekend. And I will speak to you again soon. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit moneytipsdaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. 